2: on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hour two of the show coming your way. Here it is on the block. I'm Austin Norman, joined by the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, the man who's generous with the stricken. I was Eric generous Strickland. with the stricken
3: today, and I want to I want to get into this, man, because
2: this is something I think
3: about periodically. And we sometimes wonder how wealth is created and born. Mm-hmm. We do. Right? Mm-hmm. And we we're talking about fans a little bit earlier. And I've been seeing this around and I'm like, why couldn't I have thought about freaking this idea? What because, you, you know, they are making buku millions on a contraption that probably cost them under five bucks to make. Mm-hmm. They're probably selling it at 14 bucks, mm-hmm. 12 to 14 bucks, making a $10 profit. And it's not just here in the United States. I'm thinking worldwide. Mm-hmm. The little hand fan things, a little battery. People are sitting mm-hmm. in in games and Bars in wherever there's some little heat. Like I could use one sitting right Right here right now. And they're just holding them in their hand and it's a freaking fan. And it's, look, (laughs) (laughs) these little contraptions, like just think about this the contraption. Like, you know, one of the things I used to have a problem with all the time was you go into the cabinet and you freaking get the chips. Mm -hmm. You open a nice bag of chips and they're really fresh, and they, they got the good crunch on them, and then you put them away. You may not come back and snack for a day or two, a couple of days, and then they don't have that same crispy taste to them. We've all been there. You've been mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. And I know the sauter Heyman text line. You guys have, too, and all of y'all listening in. But somebody freaking created a little clip thing. That's it. It's, <laughs> nothing, it's nothing, you know, rocket science. Two pieces of plastic and a spring. Put together with a spring. You clip the thing on there, and you can come back to some freaking fresh chips, and they're making buku millions.
2: Mm-hmm. I bet you. There's no question in my mind. Your boy Mark Cuban probably gave him a deal on Shark Tank. Well,
3: you never know. And that, and so I, I I wonder sometimes about that. And it just that just sprouted in my head just thinking about the fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like people. Just think of the things that people are creating today. What could somebody create for sports? Ooh. Like somebody created a freaking koozie. Like there's nothing to the koozie. No. To keep your beer nice and toasty. It's fabric. Man. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm done r- r- ranting and raving. Well done people. But if you guys are out there, you guys feel me, you know, you know what I'm talking
2: about. 402-464-5685 if you were picking up what Turkey's throwing down. I know what Turkey's picking up tomorrow. And that's a plate of Mary Ellen's food for the soul.
3: There's no question about it. Uh there would be some uh, southern sweet heat. Maybe mm. even some spaghetti. I might, I might go out there tomorrow. It, you know what? You've inspired me, Austin. I think I'm going to make a trek out there. But we got an over and under bid. We
2: do. The question, again, <laughs> for those who missed it, I'll give you a couple seconds to get your answers in. How many Big Ten West teams have a positive point differential in Big Ten Conference games? How many Big Ten West teams have a positive point differential in Big Ten Conference games? Stricky's guess was? Two? Two is a fantastic guest. That's the number of Big Ten West teams that have a positive point differential overall, including non-conference games. Five teams in the Big Ten West with a negative point differential overall, but only one team, Strick, only one team has a positive point differential and in Big Ten mean? games. I'll give you one guess.
3: I, I, you know what? I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling donatable today. Um... Is that a word? I don't it is it now is. Generous. generous. You can just say generous, now right? I'm feeling generous, yeah. Um, Charitable. Another stricken giveaway to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Mm. Uh, on this, this is this is not coming from this. This is going to come out of Stricky. I'm going to give you the thirty dollar. Hmm. Another Buffalo Wings and Rings. I'm going to donate it to the. I'm going to go in there and talk to Mark. Um, who's first to put the team? First, per- look at- James, like he knew where I was going. James, James, like
2: he knew. But James is wrong. James, but he's wrong. But yes, first mm-hmm. to say who the team is: the wins only the team circuit. in the Big Ten West with a positive point differential in conference-only games. Big Ten West team.
3: West teams. Adam and uh, Adam from Lincoln. West. Positive
2: point differential, conference-only games. First person in thirty bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings as well. Um, Michigan and Ohio State are not. In, the, in the, the Big Ten West. It is not. Uh, hey, uh, who was in first? Freaking Nyla, Nyla Boo. Boo. Nyla, you got, you're right on both, both accounts. Both answers. Nyla yeah. said under. It was one. And Wisconsin is the answer. Wisconsin, the only team in the Big Ten West. Yeah. Positive. They've scored 93. They've allowed 66. Now, granted, they've only played four games, but only two teams in the Big Ten West have played five, and those are Iowa and Illinois. So, Nyla, job well done. You got the string first. Good job. Um, um, shout we-
3: out from Ashley, real quick, before mm, we get yes. out of here. Because <laughs> I think this is absolutely hilarious. A man named Ashley on the starter name text line, once again, 402 464 5685, if you ever want to engage with us. And a man named Ashley definitely did so. He said, No patent on those, Strick. You can start the Strix Chip Clip Company. <laughs> Strix, Chip, Chip, you know what? That is absolutely a creative
2: name. I love it. Good stuff. You doing it? No. Ah, bummer. Too much work. I've, already, I've already worked enough here. You do. It's a lot of work. Um, before we move on to some NFL stuff I want to get to, Strix, we had a, a statement here from uh, 5769 on the text line. It says, Satterfield forgets he's in the Big Ten. I would have fired Satterfield after the first play call versus Northwestern. Which was a pass. The first play call against Northwestern was a pass. Heinrich Harburg zeroed in on Thomas Fedoni, threw it high and outside behind him. It's an interception. Could have been returned to ways, but the Northwestern guy, after his jump, had to go down to a knee. So they get the ball um, around Nebraska's 45-yard line. Here's the thing, and I'll, I'll get to my question here in just a sec. My opinion of it is, yes, Northwestern gave up the most rushing yards in the Big Ten per game coming in, not good at stopping the ground game. Nebraska's strength as an offense, relative strength, Run. is running the ball. And you knew this. The and Northwestern they knew, this. knew this. Nate Borkucher was open.
3: Right. He just so, made, he, he threw it at the wrong
2: guy. Picked the wrong guy, mm-hmm. made the wrong read. Mm-hmm. So On the one hand, you can say, well, blame Statterfield. Don't call the play if you don't trust your quarterback to make the right decision. But this is where, Strick, I think there's a, a disconnect to between the, the art and the science of play-calling, right? The the art of play-calling is is such that you run a play like that, is that you know that they know your strength is running the ball, so you try to surprise them with a pass. You try to show you can do something else. The science of play-calling is, what's our strength? Let's stick to it. What's their weakness? Let's hammer it, right? But you, you have to balance the art and the science, because it's not all formulaic, right? If it was all formulaic, we would have cracked the code by now in, in football in 2023. But defenses adjust. Offenses adjust. It's on players to make plays. So, yes, the simple thing to do because it didn't work out with hindsight to say, yeah, Nebraska should have run the ball. Right. But just because There's probably the result nine in the bank. was not interception. There was probably nine. Yeah. Probably. Probably nine. But this is where I want to ask you, Strick, too. You've played on teams that you know what your strengths are as a team. There's a balance there between doing what you're good at, but also doing something to catch the other team off guard. Right. That's a fact. This this is this is why
3: the touchdown pass worked mm-hmm. because they were in the right situation, the right time for something like that to ha- to happen to mm-hmm. Malachi Cole. But coming into the game, it is understood, and I talked about it before about the fact that they're going to stack and and make Harburg do something with that pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know that. And and I believe that strategically is the right move to try to catch them early, mm-hmm. to loosen them up, because that's what happens. If you catch them early right. on a couple mid-range mid passes, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards, it it, 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 it won't work initially, but it'll kind of loosen them up or at least get them thinking, is somebody going to get over the top of me or behind me? Or is there there a tight end sneaking in behind me? So that's why I think the strategy is understandable and I understand why it worked. But here's the thing. This goes back to why keep, why the the players, the Emmett Johnsons, the Harburgs and the young receiving core have to begin to step up and grow after this year. It's imperative for it to happen because you can't continue to miss those and expect to continue to traject into a winning uh, mm-hmm. program, period.
2: And no, Nebraska's not great at throwing the ball downfield. Yes, they had the, the touchdown to Coleman, but they haven't had much success with it. But Matt Rule said as much in the postgame, um, you know, we're going to continue to be aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get better at it if we don't call it and we don't practice it.
1: Every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: 769 follows up and says, the reason Heinrich threw the ball to Fidoni is because he's not a good passer. Um, That's why he misses the open receivers. He predetermines throws. And yes, that's a legitimate critique. And Marcus Satterfield has to keep that in mind. But I think a lot of the judgment on these calls is that it didn't work, right? No, maybe fifty-seven, sixty-nine. you have the same reaction if they gain 15 yards, but I think there are a lot of people thinking like you that if they complete that pass, if it's on time on target to Fedoni, or they get to midfield by hitting Borkutcher instead, it's, oh my gosh, look at Marcus Satterfield. He, he's, played, he's played Galaxy Brain Chess, right? He's in the fifth dimension, not just the third. Well, what a play call. What a way to start the game. But because it didn't work, and mm. because Harburg threw another interception a handful of plays later, Again, targeting Fedoni. Hit him in the hands. Okay, probably want your five-star tight end to bring that in, but it was not the best pass, right? And we've talked about that, that Heinrich Harburg is not an elite passer. But sometimes you can't only roll him out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. You can't only dial up plays to one tight end because then you're predictable and you're stale, right? There's a very fine line between being consistent and sticking to your strengths and being predictable and getting stopped.
3: Right, and, 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 and the other part of that is I think we as a program and we as fans have gotten to a point, (laughs) unfortunately, uh, I think we've gotten to a point, Austin, where we've, it goes back to, again, brand complacency, Mm, where we look at every situation because we've been through the rigmarole of (laughs) winning uh, or basically winning games and then at the last minute, blowing games. Trekking them off. Mm Mm-hmm. Or fumbling games away. Mm-hmm. Or throwing games away. And we, we've we seen, I mean, we've seen it happen every way under the sun <laughs> of how we've given a game away, mm-hmm. right? Um, We saw early Jeff Sims' situation. Then we saw Minnesota happen. Then we've seen just a continuation of, the a trickle of the same types of thing but they're winning and, and and we're kind of missing that part of it because our minds are still somewhat caught up on those issues of the past mm-hmm. and it's going to take some time for us to get out of that i mean it, yes. it, it, it it it's it's kind of like a depression it's kind of like a funk it's kind of like a slump it's all of these things are time worthy they they normally don't just happen overnight Mm -hmm. it takes time it takes work a lot of times if you're in a slump the work is done outside of the the park it's done Mm -hmm. in batting practice or in watching so it's work being done you just can't see it so when a guy comes out of a slump you just couldn't see the work that was being
2: done behind the scenes the watching the film part is something i think is worth touching on here as well because you know Heinrich Harbrick has watched that, that play over again. And yeah, it was a bad throw. But he also arguably made the wrong read with Borkatcher open. But this is where as much as quarterback is about your footwork and about your arm talent, it's also about your mind. Because it's one thing to watch film you know, from the All-22 from up above or watch the TV angle and say, okay, yeah, I see it. But the way quarterbacks improve strict is when they watch film, they're seeing the play... But what they're visualizing is themselves in the pocket. What did I see? What yeah. was I locked onto? How do I how do I shift my field of vision to make the right read next time?
3: You have given me an idea for the multi super million dollars. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> the way in sport. I just asked the question. How do you do it? You just gave me an idea potentially. I'm I, I'm 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 not going to talk about it right now. Okay. But who did you just I'm, I'm gonna talk to a couple people I'm gonna, hopefully they won't steal the idea but I gotta maybe put some NDAs together but no that's that is that is true like you would love to have some form of a perspective that can can help in that that growth uh a- aspect of the game well
2: think about it like for you in basketball too you drive in the lane and you shoot it but there's a kickout pass available you're not just looking at oh hey here's a kickout pass available you're looking at who's guarding me Who's the the backside help guy that would drop down from the wing to the corner? You're still envisioning Who's yourself, rotating? right? You're envisioning is it, is yourself it, uh, in that situation, not just hey, here's the play.
3: Yeah, because what you're seeing is a, there's a different rotation between a guard and a shot blocking center. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Jackson's, if Jackson from Memphis is coming over, there, there's a different shot required, or there's another option. Because then you've got to understand their rotation patterns. Some rotation patterns is like as you said, drop recover. Some is mm-hmm. a some is a drop go weak. Out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Some is uh, recover, and then a guy drops into your guy's lap. So then mm-hmm. who's next? Usually coming back this way because it usually rotates around. So it just depends on what their rotation things are mm-hmm. as far as the decision that you make in that in that um, in that next pass. But that that takes time repetition study you need to mm-hmm. be assessing what they, they've done in a similar type of pick and roll that has been run by another
2: mm-hmm. team so yeah you're right man you're you're onto it and Heinrich Harberg, let's not get this twisted hasn't played a lot of college football not yeah, not at a, a game fact. speed so that's it's probably fact. tougher for a young quarterback to visualize and get the recall reps. that part mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. you know
3: he's always mm-hmm. been what what
0: from third. four four Fourth third third yeah mm-hmm.
3: way down mm-hmm. towards the bottom and that was before Torres and all them guys left. So yeah. even back then. So yeah, he mm-hmm. hasn't really gotten a lot of the reps. So yeah. Uh
2: a man named Ashley says only three teams have passed the ball fewer times than Nebraska this year. We have to throw it sometimes. Again, some of that's on on play calling, some of that's on knowing what your your relative strengths are. But it goes down to it's easy to criticize a play caller, and I've had my fair share of gripes with Marcus Satterfield this year. Was not very inspired by that hire when he came in. Sure, there are moments that it hasn't been great. I would have expected something different. Would have seen something different coming. But he's paid money to do this. Mm-hmm. He he watches more film than any of us do. There have been so many times too strict that the players haven't made the play caller look good. Right, like the wheel route to Bullock, wide butt open, mm-hmm. caught Northwestern by surprise. He was right there. Heinrich missed the throw. Mm-hmm. Right, Nebraska's behind the chains then. That reflects on Satterfield. Oh, why'd you call that play? Should have run. It could have gotten four yards or in second and six instead of second and ten. Well, we called the right play. It would have worked. But the players didn't execute it, which is why it's never 100% on the coaches. It's never 100% on, on the players.
3: players. That's a good point.
2: Uh, un, uh, unnamed texter 5691
3: says, Is a question, is Nebraska equal to the New York Jets?
2: Uh, No, the Jets would beat Nebraska. <laughs>
0: <Are> <laughs> so they you can't similar, equate it.
2: Are they similar to the Jets? I, I maybe I, I see to, where you're coming. So, so if, I see where he's going, yeah. but I want to understand how. How do you where where, where did that come from? Go I'll ahead. give you my thoughts on yeah. it. Fifty six ninety one. If you want to follow up on it, starting quarterback hurt. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Defense supposed to carry the team. Good unit, but not creating a lot of turnovers. So it's it's solid. It has some young talent, some established talent, but maybe it's a good not elite unit like it was expected to be. Okay. I don't even know if the Nebraska defense was expected to be anywhere near as good as it's been. I think the defense think is overachieved.
3: Over- they've overachieved, yeah. They've, um, if you were in the dating game, they would say you outkicked your coverage as far <laughs> as you know the, the, the female of the other stature or the male of the other stature that uh, was probably out of your league. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think a lot of people thought Nebraska's defense would be this good. And that's a credit to, again, not 100% the coaches, not 100% the players. Yeah. It's on the coaches for putting players in positions to succeed, for finding a way to connect with their players. But it's on the players for responding to the challenge, yeah. right? How many times have Nebraska defenders had to bow up, to dig deeper than they probably ever have before, to make a play, to get Nebraska out of a situation? So far, they have. It's on the players for doing it and making the plays. It's on the coaches for finding a way to connect with them.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that's an important piece. I think it's one for us to uh, look at. And I think we're really not going to know and understand this until what the moves they make in the offseason, who they have coming back, and then we're able to kind of maybe get a, a little peek, a sneak peek mm-hmm. at a spring training or a spring game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like what what's happening right now, guys, those who are listening, as well as my partner, Austin, what's happening right now is similar to playing golf. If you don't never play golf, you wouldn't understand. But if you've played golf, you would. There's days when you come out and the ball is your, your, your swing plane is maybe a little off and the ball is slicing a little bit Mm -hmm. or it's, it's fading. That's what it's going to be today. You're not drawing today. You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. may hit a straight ball, but you're mostly hitting a fade. You play what you got going on today. Play where it lies. Play the way it's going Mm -hmm. today. Don't don't try to look at a dog leg left (laughs) and think that day you're going to hit a draw when for the last eight holes you've been hitting a slight fade. Don't try to trick yourself. That's what Nebraska's dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. Play with what they've got going on. Understand what you are right now at this point. Now you've got injuries at the line. You just understand what you got and just try the best you can to to eke it out, sneak it out, tweak it out, whatever you got to do. Just get in and get out with a dub.
2: Acknowledge the reality of your situation. Don't settle for it. Right. Always work to improve. That's that's the boat Nebraska's in right now. He's Strick. I'm Austin. This is on the block ninety 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, Let's talk some NFL next. Scoring is down. Some interesting results from the weekend. We'll get into that and more. But uh, we want your input here. Text line and comment section 402-464-5685. What was your favorite game of the NFL weekend? the game you are most interested in. Let us know. We'll touch on those games our next segment here during On the Block.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin-Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards.